السلام عليكم ورحمة الله وبركاته الحمد لله الحمد لله وكفى والصلاة والسلام على سيد المصطفى صلى الله عليه وعلى آله وأصحابه وبارك وسلم تسليما كثيرا أما بعد فقد قال الله سبحانه وتعالى أعوذ بالله من الشيطان الرجيم بسم الله الرحمن الرحيم يا أيها الذين آمنوا لا تدخلوا بيوت النبي إلا أن يؤذن لكم إلى طعام غير ناظرين إناه ولكن إذا دعيتم فادخلوا فإذا طعمتم فانتشروا ولا مستأنسين لحديث إن ذلكم كان يؤذي النبي فيستحيي منكم والله لا يستحيي من الحق وقال النبي صلى الله عليه وسلم الإيمان بضع وسبعون شعبة أفضلها قول لا إله إلا الله وأدناها إماتة الأذى عن الطريق والحياء شعبة من الإيمان صدق الله مولانا العظيم وصدق رسوله النبي الكريم ونحن على ذلك لمن الشاهدين والشاكرين والحمد لله رب العالمين اللهم صل على سيدنا محمد وعلى آل سيدنا محمد وبارك وسلم رب اشرح لي صدري ويسر لي أمري وأحل العقدة من لساني يفقه قولي Dear respected brothers and elders Today we will speak on the aspect of haya What does haya entail? and the importance of haya in the life of a Muslim. In the hadith that I cited before you, Abu Huraira radiallahu anhu narrates and he says that Nabi sallallahu alayhi wasallam said, Al-Iman, that Iman, faith, bid'u wa sab'una shu'bah, that it is made up of 60 different branches. So a person speaks of Iman, then Iman is not simply to say la ilaha illallah, but according to this hadith, the highest or the uppermost of those 60 branches is that a person says la ilaha illallah, afdaluha qawlu la ilaha illallah, wa adnaha imatatul adha anit tariq. And from those 60, the lowest of them is that a person removes an obstacle from the path so as to make way for people. And Nabi sallallahu alayhi wa goes on to say, وَالْحَيَاءُ شُعْبَةٌ مِّنَ الْإِيمَانِ From amongst those 60, haya is one of those branches of iman. So what is haya? Haya can be loosely translated as modesty or bashfulness. That a person is modest, he has some shame. So this is a very loose English translation of the word haya. But it entails much more than that, and we will run through some of that, inshallah, today. Haya is an essential characteristic of a believer. It is part of our iman, as we have said. And Nabi sallallahu alayhi wasallam has also said that they are partners, iman and haya. That a person has belief in Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, but together with that, the partner or the companion of, hay- of iman is haya. Nabi sallallahu alayhi wa sallam said, Inna al-haya awal iman qurina jami'an That they are both companions to one another. Ida rufi'a ahaduhuma rufi'a al-akhar That one of, if one of them is lifted, if iman is lifted, then haya will also leave. And if haya leaves, then iman will leave. 
So there are such companions that if one is to leave, then the other will leave as well. So if you look at the disbelieving people, the kuffar, they do not have iman. They do not have iman. So naturally it follows that they will not have the type of haya, the type of, of modesty that a believer should be having. And those who have iman, you and I, alhamdulillah, we have iman. But to safeguard this iman, we have to understand the importance of haya. Because of this hadith, where Nabi sallallahu alayhi wa is saying that if haya has to leave, then iman could leave too. So we need to protect our iman. And in order to protect our iman, we have to understand what is haya, modesty, bashfulness and shame in the life of a Muslim. Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam is reported to have said, Al-haya'u la ya'ti illa bi khair. That haya, shame, modesty, bashfulness can only bring goodness to a person. It cannot bring anything untoward. There is only goodness that will emanate from a person having haya and modesty. Nabi sallallahu alayhi wa also said, Al-haya'u khayrun kulluh. That haya in itself is all of goodness. Haya in itself is all of goodness. Because when a person has haya, he has haya with Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. And this is born out of love and awe of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. This shame and haya, the modesty that a person has with Allah, is born out of his love for Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, that he does not want to do anything that will displease Allah. So this is haya with Allah. Haya khayrun kullu, it is all of goodness. And if a person has haya with Allah, then there is no way that he will disobey Allah in any way. And then there is haya with Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam. That I am the ummati of Nabi sallallahu alayhi wa sallam and I call myself such. And I want to meet the Prophet sallallahu alayhi wa sallam on the day of Qiyamah. It should not be that he looks at me and he turns away. So I have this in my mind that how will I present myself to the Nabi of Allah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam. And therefore, haya with Rasul sallallahu alayhi wa sallam as well. And then haya, modesty and bashfulness and shame with our fellow human beings. How we deal with them, how we speak to them. This is also haya. A person sometimes behaves in a manner without thinking of how others are viewing him. That is because of a lack of haya. When a person is concerned about how he is viewed by others, this is part of Iman also. Sometimes we hear that a person, it is not good for a person to constantly be worried about what people will think. Yes, that is true and that is correct when it comes to the command and fulfilling the commands of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. When it comes to fulfilling the commands of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, then we do not bother about what people think. But other than that, we need to come across in a manner that when people look at us, they are pleased. And we do not hurt anyone's feelings. This is haya with people. So all this is born out of love. Love for Allah, love for the messenger of Allah sallallahu and love for the creation of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala at large. We have haya for all of these beings, the being of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala and his messenger and all those who are living around us. So the, the implication here is that the moral character of a person the moral character of a person 
is determined by the amount of haya and modesty he has. So if we want to weigh a person's character or we want to weigh our own character, we need to start with ourselves. We need to ask ourselves how much of haya do we have with Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, with his messenger and the creation of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. If you look around the world, there is a steep decline in the level of haya and modesty as the days go by. It is a snowball effect. As the generations come and go, the level of haya is declining. Amongst the disbelievers, yes, but also amongst the believing people, amongst the Muslims, there is a steep decline in what we would call good character, what we would call morality and shame and bashfulness, haya. So, Nabi sallallahu alayhi wasallam in a hadith is reported to have said that there will come, tam, come a time upon my ummah that they will follow the disbelievers so closely. Shibram bi shibrin, a hand span by a hand span. Zira'am bi zira'in, and a cubit's length by a cubit's length. Hatta law dakhalu jahra dabbin, that if the kuffar were to enter the, a hole of a lizard, you would also follow them and enter that hole of the lizard. So the, the believers are such, and we are seeing this today, that because we are being fed with so much in the media, that it has brainwashed the believer, and he has become desensitized. A believer has become desensitized to immorality, and everything that is disrespectful to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala and his messenger, and disrespectful to his elders and people who live around him, he's become desensitized. This is, this is happening with the believing people, the Muslims, because we are being fed with so much and we allow ourselves to be fed with so much of propaganda and indoctrination from the, uh, the, the media machine of the West. So this media machine, the objective of this is to destroy the moral fiber and we are allowing it to do that. And it is stripping us in the process of this very great quality of haya. This, por this portion of our iman, this very portion of our belief in Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, it is stripping us of that. So, in the process, when we are indoctrinated by this, what is coming at us from all directions in the media, then it has an effect on a person's heart. And the more he views these things, the more it erodes at that haya in the person's heart. And when haya and modesty leaves the heart, then it opens the heart up for what? To accept all that is immoral. So the heart begins to accept it. When the heart begins to accept all these things, then it follows that the limbs and the action of a, per action of a person now will be governed by what is in his heart. Because haya has left, and therefore we, we find in our own communities, that in the past, it would be considered disrespectful for a person, for example, to smoke in front of an elder, or for a person to walk hand in hand with another woman or a girl who is not permissible for him. So what we find is that premarital relationships has become absolutely normal. Because we are being fed with that in the media, the movies, and whatever it is. 
and we have become desensitized to it such that it has become normal in Muslim circles. People do not feel that there is something wrong with it anymore. And even worse, there is sexual activity that is taking place amongst young people. That has also become a norm, even if we are not aware of it. There are many who are aware of it, who are working in the circles of the youth, from amongst the ulama as well. And we know about it. And it is becoming much more common that youth are involved in premarital sexual activity. So this is because Haya is leaving. Haya is leaving and it is easy for us now to accept these things as norms. And furthermore, personally I have spoken to ulama who are working in social, doing social work amongst people from the different jamiyats in, in this province and other provinces in our own country. And they say that even homosexuality is in, on, the, on, on a steep increase amongst Muslims. It is because we have become desensitized. That is the main issue, that we are allowing ourselves to be fed with propaganda. And it is desensitizing us to all of that. And the heart begins to accept, and then it becomes action. So this is why we're finding believers, Muslims, who are involved in such. May Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala save us our offspring and our progenies until the day of Qiyamah. Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam is reported to have said in a hadith, إِنَّ مِمَّا أَدْرَكَ النَّاسِ مِنْ كَلَامِ النُّبُوَّةِ الْأُولَى That from amongst the earliest teachings of Nubuwa of prophethood, right at the beginning of Nubuwa, when Nabi sallallahu alayhi wa sallam received prophethood and revelation from Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, from amongst the earliest teachings of Nabi sallallahu alayhi wa sallam was that he said, إِذَا لَمْ تَسْتَحْيِ If you do not adopt modesty, bashfulness and shame, then do as you please. These are the words of Nabi sallallahu alayhi wa sallam. Do as you please if you do not have haya and modesty. So this is exactly what we are finding today. That people do as they please. As they please, that is what they do. And there is no concern of what Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala sees in a person and no concern for the command of Allah and His Messenger sallallahu alayhi wa sallam. We need to understand that haya, besides intellect, besides intellect and intelligence, it is haya that differentiates a, a, a human being from an animal. So one thing that animals do not have is the type of intellect that a human being has. The other thing is the sense of haya, the sense of shame and modesty. Animals do not possess that. And it is from amongst the, the fitra of insan, the innate nature that Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala has placed within human beings is to be bashful and to have shame and modesty. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala speaks about it in the Qur'an himself regarding Nabi Adam alayhi salatu was salam. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala says that فَأَكَلَا minha That Nabi Adam alayhi salam and Hawa they ate from the forbidden fruit. فَبَدَتْ لَهُمَا سَوْآتُهُمَا Then Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala made it such that their nakedness became apparent to one another. They may have been not covered sufficiently or as we would be covering ourselves today. But their nakedness became apparent. 
Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala made it such that their nakedness now became apparent. They felt the shame and modesty, even though they were husband and wife. And it was only them. There was no one else there. But they still felt the need at that point to take leaves Jannah, to take leaves from the, from the trees of Jannah to cover themselves, to cover their bodies. So this is the innate nature of human, of the human being, that he should have haya, shame and modesty. Our father Adam alayhi salatu wasalam, that is his, that is what Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala placed within him. And it has passed on from generation to generation and it has come to us. But we need to nurture this, this haya, the shame and modesty that Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala has placed within us. Many people understand haya, modesty and bashfulness to be the quality of a woman. That a woman needs to be covered and a woman needs to have this quality of haya. But we forget about the hadith. Let us consider the hadith of Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wasallam or the description of Nabi sallallahu alayhi wasallam by, by, by the sahaba radiallahu anhum where a companion Describes the Prophet sallallahu and says, "Kana Rasulullah sallallahu alaihi wasallam ashadda hayaan min al azra'i fi khidriha." Nabi sallallahu alaihi wasallam was more bashful and was more modest than a virgin who was behind, who sits behind the veil in the back portion of her home. That a virgin woman considered to be the most bashful, at least in 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 past times. That she would not come in front of the home where she can be viewed. So she would remain behind the veil there. So the, the companion is describing the Prophet ﷺ, the greatest man of all men. That Nabi ﷺ was more bashful than that. So we must understand that to be bashful and to have shame and modesty does not remove manliness from a man. It is not unmanly to have haya and modesty. This is what we need to understand. Haya and modesty is something that should be found in a man as well. So it is not a quality of only the woman, but it is the quality of the man as well. Aisha radiallahu anha narrates that once Nabi sallallahu alayhi wasallam was in the room and Abu Bakr radiallahu anhu came and knocked on the door and asked for permission to come in. And he was granted permission. He spoke to the Prophet ﷺ and he left. After that while, Umar anhu came and did the same and he left. And Sa'ad anhu came and he did the same. And Nabi ﷺ was reclining through all of this. And a portion of the leg of the Prophet ﷺ by his calf or his shin was visible. And his clothing was not covering his leg totally to the bottom to his ankles. And Nabi ﷺ remained in that position as these three companions came and went. Hazrat Uthman anhu then came and knocked and asked for permission to come in. Rasulullah ﷺ then covered that bottom portion of his limb, of his leg. And he spoke to the Prophet ﷺ and he left. So Aisha anha, witnessing this turned to the Prophet ﷺ and asked him that, why is it such? That when my father, meaning Abu Bakr radiallahu anhu, and Umar and Sa'ad came and went, you did not cover yourself in the manner that you did for Uthman radiallahu anhu. So Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam asked her, Ala astahyi mimman tastahyi minhu al-malaika. Should I not 
adopt shame and modesty for the person for whom even the malaika, the angels of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala adopt shame and modesty in his presence. So Nabi sallallahu alayhi wa praised this quality of modesty that Uthman radiallahu anhu possessed. And that is why even in our khutbas, وَأَصْدَقُهُمْ حَيَاءً عُثْمَان How often we hear in the khutbah on the Jumu'ah, وَأَصْدَقُهُمْ حَيَاءً عُثْمَان This great quality of haya that Uthman radiallahu anhu possessed, he became known until the end of time for this quality that, that he possessed. And we should aspire to adopt that kind of haya and modesty that even the Messenger of Allah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam acknowledged the haya of Nabi of, uh, uh, Uthman radiallahu ta'ala anhu. So haya is not simply what a person wears. It is not a piece of cloth. It is not a scarf on a head. It is not a jubba or a kurta or an abaya, a cloak. But it is a state of being. Haya is a state of being. How a person conducts himself or herself. How we conduct ourselves with Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala and the Messenger sallallahu alayhi wa sallam. So haya is, is very, it's a very broad thing. And haya is not only in how a person dresses. So the various components of haya, the first of which we said how a person presents himself in his dressing and so on, he covers himself. Then haya in what we look at and what we see. This is also from haya. There is so much of damage that is caused by what, by what we feed ourselves from the media. And this is destroying the haya of a person. And Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala is well aware of what a person is doing and what a person is looking at. So if a person has haya with Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, he will not look at that which Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala has forbidden. He will not listen to that what Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala has forbidden him from listening to. He will not speak that or utter that which Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala has forbidden and Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa has forbidden. So this is from haya, that a person is conscious of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala a person is conscious of the command of Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam. We will end on this hadith. Abdullah bin Mas'ud radiallahu anhu narrates. And he says that Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam was addressing the sahaba. Annahu qala zata yawmin li ashabih. The companions were sitting there and Nabi sallallahu alayhi wa sallam was speaking to them. Istahyu min Allahi haqqa al-haya. Nabi sallallahu alayhi wa sallam said to the companions that adopt shame and modesty with Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala in the manner that we should. And Nabi sallallahu alayhi wa sallam then was asked, Ya Rasulullah, inna lanastahyi walhamdulillah. Verily we have, we are, we are modest with Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. Alhamdulillah, all praise is due to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. That we are modest with Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. Nabi sallallahu alayhi wa sallam responded and said, Laysa thalik, it is not that. Walakin... مَنِ اسْتَحْيَا مِنَ اللَّهِ حَقَّ الْحَيَاءِ فَلْيَحْفَذِ الرَّأْسِ وَمَا وَعَى For the person who has true haya, حَقَّ الْحَيَاءِ He has true haya with Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. Then فَلْيَحْفَذِ الرَّأْسِ Then he should protect his head. Meaning that which is inside his head, his mind, وَمَا, وما وَعَى And everything that surrounds his head, meaning his eyes, his ears, what does he look at? What, he, what does he listen to? This tongue of his, what does he say? So the head, وَمَا وَعَى And everything that surrounds it. He must look after it and protect it. Nabi sallallahu alayhi wa is saying, this is true haya. That a person protects what is on his head, or what is in his head, and everything that surrounds his head. 
And Nabi Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam goes on to say, وَالْبَطْنِ وَمَا حَوَى And his stomach. This is haya with Allah Subhanahu Wa Ta'ala. He protects his stomach, meaning he does not eat anything that is haram, that is prohibited. He does not earn wealth in a haram manner and feed himself with that. وَمَا And everything that, and what is below his stomach as well, meaning the private organs, a person protects his chastity. This is haya with Allah Subhanahu Wa Ta'ala. وَالْيَذْكُرِ الْمَوْتِ وَالْبَلَىٰ And a person must remember death and all the trials and tribulations that, comes, that come after death. وَمَنْ أَرَادَ الْآخِرَةِ تَرَكَ زِينَةَ الدُّنْيَا And the person who is desirous of the hereafter, then he leaves out all the enjoyments and the pleasures of this world. He does not bother himself with all of that. Nabi sallallahu alayhi wa sallam then said, فَمَنْ فَعَلَ ذَلِكَ فَقَدْ اِسْتَحْيَا مِنَ اللَّهِ حَقَّ الْحَيَاءِ The person who does this, he has fulfilled his obligation of haya with Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. That a person protects his thoughts and all his faculties, his hearing, his eyes and his, and his tongue, what he speaks, and his, his bodily, his, his stomach, and his private organs, his chastity. He looks after all of that. This is haya with Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. May Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala grant us the understanding of haya. May Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala instill this quality of haya within us from in ourselves and our children and all the generations to come. وَآخِرُ دَعْوَانَا أَنِ الْحَمْدُ لِلَّهِ رَبِّ Allahu Akbar, Allahu Akbar Allahu Akbar, Allahu Akbar Ashhadu an la ilaha illallah أشهد أن محمد رسول الله أشهد أن محمد رسول
على الفلاح حي على الفلاح Alhamdulillah, وبارك وسلم تسليما كثيرا أما بعد فإني أوصيكم ونفسي أولا بتقوى الله والمواظبة على ذكر الله ألا خير الكلام كلام الله وأحسن الهدي هدي محمد صلى الله عليه وسلم وشر الأمور محدثاتها وكل محدثة بدعة وكل بدعة ضلالة وكل ضلالة في النار من أطاع الله ورسوله فقد رشد ومن يعص الله ورسوله فقد ضل وغوى ربنا اغفر لنا ولإخواننا الذين سبقونا بالإيمان ولا تجعل في قلوبنا غلا للذين آمنوا ربنا إنك رؤوف رحيم اللهم أمطر شآبيب رضوانك على السابقين الأولين من المهاجرين والأنصار والذين اتبعوهم بإحسان خصوصا على الخلفاء الراشدين المهديين أبي بكر الصديق صاحب رسول الله في الغار رضي الله تعالى عنه وعمر الفاروق قامع أساس الكفار رضي الله تعالى عنه وعثمان ذي النورين كامل الحياء والوقار رضي الله تعالى عنه وعلي المرتضى أسد الله الجبار رضي الله تعالى عنه وعلى سيدي شباب أهل الجنة الإمامين الهمامين أبي محمد الحسن وأبي عبد الله الحسين رضي الله تعالى عنهما وعلى أمهم, وعلى أمهما سيدة النساء فاطمة الزهراء رضي الله تعالى عنها وعلى عميه المكرمين بين الناس أبي عمارة الحمزة وأبي الفضل العباس أولئك حزب الله ألا إن حزب الله هم المفلحون اللهم أيد الإسلام وأنصاره وأذل الشرك وأشراره اللهم وفقنا لما تحب وترضى واجعل آخرتنا خيرا من الأولى اللهم انصر من نصر دين محمد صلى الله عليه وسلم واجعلنا منهم اللهم انصر إخواننا المستضعفين في كل مكان يا رب العالمين اللهم انصرهم على عدوك وعدوهم يا قوي يا عزيز 
عباد الله رحمكم الله إن الله يأمر بالعدل والإحسان وإيتاء ذي القربى وينهى عن الفحشاء والمنكر والبغي يعظكم لعلكم تذكرون اذكروا الله العلي العظيم يذكركم وادعوه يستجب لكم ولا ذكر الله أكبر والله يعلم ما تصنعون أقم الصلاة الله أكبر الحمد لله رب العالمين الرحمن الرحيم مالك يوم الدين إياك نعبد وإياك نستعين اهدنا الصراط المستقيم صراط الذين أنعمت عليهم غير المغضوب عليهم ولا سبح اسم ربك الأعلى الذي خلق فسوى والذي قدر فهدى والذي أخرج المرعى فجعله غثاء أحوى سنقرئك فلا تنسى إلا ما شاء الله إنه يعلم الجهر وما يخفى ونيسرك لليسرى فذكر إن نفعت الذكرى سيذكر من يخشى ويتجنبها الأشقى الذي يصلى النار الكبرى ثم لا يموت فيها ولا يحيا قد أفلح من تزكى وذكر اسم ربه فصلى بل تؤثرون الحياة الدنيا والآخرة خير وأبقى إن هذا لفي الصحف الأولى صحف إبراهيم وموسى يا الله لمن حمده الله الله أكبر الله الحمد لله رب العالمين الرحمن الرحيم مالك يوم الدين إياك نعبد وإياك نستعين 
اهدنا الصراط المستقيم صراط الذين أنعمت عليهم غير المغضوب عليهم ولا الضالين هل أتاك حديث الغاشية؟ وجوه يومئذ خاشعة عاملة ناصبة تصلى نارا حامية تسقى من عين آنية ليس لهم طعام إلا من ضريع لا يسمن ولا يغني من جوع وجوه يومئذ ناعمة لسعيها راضية في جنة عالية لا تسمع فيها لاغية فيها عين جارية فيها سرر مرفوعة وأكواب موضوعة ونمارق مصفوفة وزرابي مبثوثة أفلا ينظرون إلى الإبل كيف خلقت وإلى السماء كيف رفعت وإلى الجبال كيف نصبت وإلى الأرض كيف سطحت فذكر إنما أنت مذكر لست عليهم بمسيطر إلا من تولى وكفر فيعذبه الله العذاب الأكبر إن إلينا إيابهم ثم إن علينا حسابهم الله أكبر سمع الله لمن حمده الله الله أكبر الله أكبر الله السلام عليكم ورحمة الله السلام عليكم ورحمة الله
استغفر الله استغفر الله استغفر الله العظيم الذي لا اله الا هو الحي القيوم واتوب اليه اللهم انت السلام ومنك السلام وتباركت يا ذا الجلال والاكرام اللهم اعنا على ذكرك وشكرك وحسن عبادتك ربنا اتنا في الدنيا حسنه وفي الاخره حسنه وقنا عذاب النار ربنا تقبل منا انك انت السميع العليم وتب علينا انك انت التواب الرحيم وصل اللهم على النبي الكريم واله وصحبه اجمعين امين برحمتك يا ارحم الراحمين